Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Max Carlin. Max, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Ben. How are you? I'm doing well as we are going to continue uh, our discussion on the best the best plays in the 2020 NBA Draft. Um, ben Rubin, Stepien-esque, you know, talking about expected value, taking into account positional scarcity, skewing towards the top. Uh, we did our first 15 plays last time, and we're going to finish up our top 30 and then do Catching Eye. So without further ado, let, let's get into it. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football's in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff, and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, who do you have at 16, Ben? 16, I have. Uh, that's where I had Tillman. Okay, and that's where I have Tilly at 45 plus. All right, so 17. Uh, I've got Bane late first. Okay, I have Malachi. Um, okay. Capping off this group of like late first plays for me. Um, yeah, I like Malachi a lot. I think he is one of these like backup guards pretend that potentially has one like actual legitimate valuable legitimate value as a backup guard with I think some starting upside if the shooting really really hits a higher end outcome again like one of the best if not the best pick and roll guards in this class so you know so you know patient crafty snaking snaking the pick and roll setting up defenders awesome with that floater even if you know not the greatest finisher in the world but and I don't think he projects to be one but really I think I think a good finisher but a low volume one yeah I mean really good with that runner as well yeah, be, like, be, I think like best in class. Yeah, uh, just I mean up there certainly for me. I mean like awesome, awesome intermediate game, um, and then defensively like yeah he's small but he tries really hard. Um, nice, nice, nice lateral movement. Some some like deceptive strength I think on the ball too, and is like really effective off ball. Not just like big plays, but you know on a play to play basis, you know stunting and digging at the nail, and you know making you know tra- tra- trailing guys on the perimeter. He's just a really really good guard defender in college. Yeah, and I mean even as a playmaker, he has like great timing. Like he yeah, has so he, many t- like he yeah, and, and he's clearly, an awesome defender. Like he yeah, and, and I think his ceiling is like like obviously you know just being a small small guard 
like lower in the NBA, but I think he could certainly like be around neutral, like maybe even a little better. Like I for sure could, I think he will be around neutral and maybe could be a slight positive, but yeah, he was a really good college defender. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was just like a superstar college player. I mean, yeah, he was so, so good. Um, I've got Malachi late first, uh, 21. Uh, there'll be some more explanation uh, there, but yeah, I really like Malachi. I think he's awesome. I think more likely than not is just a good backup point guard, but certainly in the right sit in the right setting, he could play a significant role. Like if he's in Philly, um, being the yeah. the small guard defender off Ben Simmons, who is a versatile shooter, like and a very versatile shooter, some pick and roll creation for them. Yeah, who has some actual pick and roll creation in the half court. Like re- uh, I like the way I phrase it is best pick and roll player in college basketball because I think that like. Lamelo and Killian both, I think, are superior pick and roll players. Like, maybe not necessarily right now, but certainly as prospects. I think. Yeah, and and like, I think close enough now. Just like they're 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 high points at a pick and roll are are so much more special. But Malachi, yeah, just like unbelievably complete pick and roll player. That like he is an elite pull up shooter. He has an elite runner. He has all of the craft elements. He can snake. He can get guys on his hip. he can keep guys there and he like like, like you said he is deceptively strong yeah has every pick and roll pass down highly functional with both hands um really just an incredibly complete guard uh who also has this off-ball ability that he is a good relocator that he can shoot off the move he has great range on a jumper he's a fantastic player he's going to be a good player in the nba for a long time he's a very good play uh he's bumped down a little bit for me because of the quantity of good guard prospects in that range, but I'll, I'll get into that more later because the my, my ranking of it has to do a lot with that. Uh, but a really worthwhile play. I think that like Milwaukee, Philly, um, all of these teams with big creators who need a guy who can do a little bit off the ball, but can play, I mean, a little bit on the ball, but can play off the ball as well. Uh, should absolutely draft Malachi. He should 100% be a first round pick. He's a really, really, really good player. Um, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, who did you have next? Cause next, uh, at 18, I had RJ, then 19, I had Pat will. So two guys have already done. So who do you, so have? at 18, I had Joe late first who we've already done, but at 19, I finally have someone that we have not done yet. Uh, so at 19, I have Josh green 10 to 20 and I have him 20. So, <laughs> so Josh green, um, 10 to 20 is actually a little bit of like a poor value by my board but i think he's the last of like the good wing defenders um and like i'm fine with reaching on that a little bit even though there are other guys that i think are better prospects because they're less scarce um or inhibit you from a team building standpoint or cost a ton um or some combination so yeah josh green 10 to 20 uh i've I've said this a couple times before that like i think he's really a very good defensive prospect in a way oh, that's yeah. getting underrated. Um, like not quite in the Vasella Coro tier, but I, I do kind of think in that next tier after them as a wing defender. Um, yeah. I mean, I've stayed and been high on his defensive. Yeah. Wing, like, his, this whole time pretty much like his, his hips are special. Like the way that he can flip his hips, the speed is unbelievable. Incredible lateral mover with a like huge, well-developed frame uh, has length, has, uh two foot leaping has a ton of strength 
has some of the best passing moments in this entire class. Like some of his quick decisions, his redirects are really impressive. And I think that that's going to translate super well to a closeout attack role. I am low on him as a shooter. Uh, but I think like he'll be okay on spot ups. If it's enough to consistently draw closeouts, he will be a less damaging offensive player that I'm concerned about. I am very concerned about him overall as an offensive player because of the shooting and because of the finishing, like maybe the worst finisher in the class, uh, two left-hand attempts all year. Cannot finish at all. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I believe so. I think Halliburton's only lefty attempts were putbacks. Uh, but Josh Green, like you can see the panic in his eyes when he has a situation where he should attempt uh, a lefty finish. Uh, it's all of these reverses and ridiculous contortions and like two-handed attempts to try to avoid lefty finishes. Uh, he's a terrible finisher, but he has a nice runner game, has the passing ability off of that, like smart, good decision maker, uh, reliable as a team defender makes some really impressive plays like he has some little attributes that are really cool like like his stunt recovery is amazing because he 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 like simultaneously recovers and denies a pass really effectively um so just like very good team defender awesome awesome on-ball defender across multiple positions uh like conceivably can do some things offensively like i think that he has to clear that threshold as a shooter but once you get beyond that, like he does have some actual ability as a, as a ball mover. Um, so a good prospect, not an amazing one worried about him offensively, but a good prospect, very good defensive. Prospect. Yeah. I mean, defense plus, you know, uh, an easy fit and transition as well. Like e- e- even if the offensive ceiling in the half court doesn't hit, um, I like him a lot. I mean, I have him as this good of a play for all the same reasons you do. Again, I think like even for a team, like I wouldn't hate if like the Pelicans at 13 snag Josh Green to like fill their gaping hole at wing defender. Like I could, like, I think that's totally reasonable. Like again, like he is really, really a high level wing defender. I think, um, so I, I, I don't know. I like him a ton. I mean, just, just as a fan, he's one of my favorite guys in the class. Um, like yeah and it's a real scarcity thing because once you get past the and Vassell if you want like a really good wing defender prospect Josh Green is your only option yeah yeah I mean you can wait until like Hinton to get a more off-ball guy like it's a UDFA uh there, there really is nobody else like yeah I mean if you like, want like Woodard or fine if you ball. want versatile on-ball wing defender with the like necessary team defense so, if, I mean, if you just want, like, a complete and very good wing defender prospect, you are out of options after Okora or, or slash Vassell beyond Josh Green. Like, Josh Green is your only one, and I think that that's, a, like, a strong argument for him as a worthwhile play. Yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with a team taking him in the lottery. Uh, like you said, New Orleans would make sense. Portland, even, like, Boston. There, there are teams that make sense. Um, he's a good prospect. Uh, if, you can, if you can get the shooting to a level that's good enough to draw closeouts, he will be a good player. Absolutely. All right, so item at 20. Who did you have at 20? At 20, I have Denny top five at 20. Okay, I have him a little lower, but yeah. Yeah, so the the thing that's kind of become clear with Denny recently is that like both one and two in this draft are great fits for him uh, and I think would get the most out of him. But that is still like a fifth starter optimistic. Like that's a solid outcome is, you know, a fifth starter who fits really seamlessly and adds value without taking up possessions as a cutter, as a team defender. 
um, as a spot up shooter and as a playmaker attacking closeouts and a tra- transition handler. Like that's a good player, but like really a fourth or fifth starter on a great team. Um, so that's not great value with a top five pick by any means, but it's still something worthwhile. Uh, and I think that like, in, if you're, especially a couple of those teams, Minnesota and, and Golden State, especially that really can get that out of him. Like it, it does make some sense as a play. Uh, like there will be five better outcomes than that, unless this is truly the worst draft of all time. Like, like 2000 had, had more than I think like three or four, uh, you know, fifth starters. Um, like it, it would truly have to be the worst draft of all time for that to, to make sense. And I think on top of that, there are like, you know, Ant I think can fill a restrictive role that's, uh, would return more value than that while having, uh, significant upside. And I think Okoro especially can fill like the same role as Denny and just do it better. But yeah, in a situation where Denny can be attacking these off screen situations, getting downhill, uh, playing in transition, playing as a spot up guy, I think he can, he can bring a lot of, or a solid amount of value. I think that he could potentially be very valuable as a team defender, just intelligence activity and like effort go a long way as well as like physicality. Um, so I think that like he could be a good player and probably not worth a top five pick, but uh, at a certain point, like it's fine. Yeah, I have him twenty two. I just really don't like the value, like you said. Yeah, it's it's really problematic. I mean, I I think like looking at him, like like one and two good fits, but I, you go elsewhere. Three, Charlotte definitely should not take Denny. I think the Bulls is probably like the best spot in the top five. I mean. Um, I mean, I like one and two better as fits, but yeah, I like, mean, like those are fine. Like, I, I mean, like also accounting for value. Yeah, I think, yeah. Like, I mean, Cleveland, I don't think should take him. Definitely not. Like, I mean, yeah, probably not. No, I mean, like he again, like like he's gonna be a good. I mean, I, I mean, maybe even like a four starter. Like, if the shooting is is good enough. Like, I, I I mean, I I think he's definitely not a star. I mean, I don't have much else like to add after what you said. But yeah, I mean, just uh, f- like like I I get it, especially like. Like, I mean, I certainly wouldn't trade up for Denny, but, like, there are certainly teams that, you know, if they did and that that's kind of their last piece, I, I'd understand it. Um, so, I mean, in that way, I think, like, if, if you move up to five and your team really thinks that Denny puts you over and you draft Denny and he's, like, a valuable fifth or fourth starter, like, that, that, that that's okay value. Like, again. Yeah, like, if Golden State or Minnesota were drafting seventh, even though I have Denny something like 12th, I think, on my board – um yeah 12th if if they if they were drafting seventh go for it like like really seamless fit will add a lot to your team is not going to take much away um and that his value while it won't be exceptional will come in ways that don't take possessions from other guys and are very additive like yeah and at that point it's pretty fine value i think yeah it's fine but yeah if you're talking one or two it's tough top five at all it's kind of tough um we we've done the creation thing to death with him. We've talked about it with PD. I know that we've, you know, I think we've got probably a fair amount of newer listeners at this point. Uh, I would say go back and listen to those. Um, neither of us buys pick and roll equity for Denny post creation equity. You know, these are things he did at lower levels, but lower levels are an entirely different game. Um, what you can get by as, as a creator in terms of scoring threat is very, very different. And, uh, simply like being able to dribble while being six nine uh, can be adequate to allow you to unlock a lot of playmaking that I don't think Denny will have. Uh, that, I mean, he hasn't had in Euroleague for sure, 
uh, not really even in BSL uh, and won't in the NBA. Um, but yeah, uh, unless you have anything else, we can get to nope. our next guys. Let's move on. Who do you have at 21? 21, I had Hinton 45 plus. Okay, I've got that at 24, so pretty close. Yeah, I mean, just talking about like the type of player you want to target late in the second, like just just like a wing with some really awesome skills. Um, yes, he's like functionally a six five four, as we've talked about plenty. Um, the offense is pretty problematic, but if he shoots spot ups, which I think is definitely in the cards, I don't think he's a non shooter at all. He was a good spot up shooter, yeah, exactly. and sophomore year. being a good spot up shooter in college. And you know that's not the BN, that's that's not the BL end all, and you'd like to see more for you know translation, but still, that's there. Obviously, you know, the special rebounding is just a part of what I think is really special team defense. Like the, the instincts, the, the range making long rotations is, is pretty is pretty unbelievable. Um, on the ball, he's not as good, but I still think he's okay against wings. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, like he has holes, but late late in the second, like he's like a legitimate guy who I think could re- like conceivably develop into a valuable rotation player, um, like a re- valuable rotation wing, which like – if you can get that on his rookie contract, is super valuable. Um, so yeah, I mean that's why I like Hinton as as one of the better plays in this draft. Yeah, I I like him a lot. I've got him uh, Hinton forty five plus at twenty four. Um, I think he stands above the other like wing projects because of his team defense. Uh, worry about him offensively. I think spot ups there, uh, maybe some playmaking, attacking closeouts. But I think he has like zero on ball equity. Like don't think that he can pull up at all don't really think that he can create out of pick and roll. Like, like he's not a guard. He's just a six, five no. yeah. wing four. Um, and so, you know, m- maybe he can't quite sustain his team D impact, but like a kind of a no brainer at that point in the draft, really a worthwhile gamble. Uh, and yeah, a good play. Um, at 21, I have Malachi late first. And then I'll say also at 22, I have, Whichever guard falls to the mid-second of the group, Mannion, Terry, Maladon, uh, Trey Jones, Cassius Winston, and kind of Devon Dotson. Hmm. Um, so the reason I have Malachi as a separate thing from that is that I think he's just better than those guys, like clearly better than those guys. And so I would prioritize getting Malachi in the late first for all the reasons we discussed in, uh, was that earlier in this episode or was that part one? Last episode. Okay, Wait, yes. No, it? I have no, no idea. No, it was... But- this one, sorry. It was so, always- yeah, for all the reasons we discussed uh, uh, prior, Malachi, I think, is really good. I think he stands above the rest of those guards, and I would therefore invest a first in him. However, this scarcity then comes into play at 22, where I wouldn't really want to spend a first on any of the other guys because I think that they're pretty comparable prospects, and I would just take whichever one doesn't cost me anything. Uh, so, like, at least one of those guys is going to be avail- available for you in the 45 range. And I would just take whichever one's there. Like, I think that these guys are pretty interchangeable. They fit different um, ideas of a player. Uh, You know, Terry is a guy who needs to be in a motion-heavy offense. He's not really going to have any on-ball equity. Uh, You're going to want to get the most you you can out of his versatile off-movement shooting. Um, Mannion is kind of similar, but I think with a little bit more on-ball juice, I think at the very least, like more of a second-side guy than Terry, who I'm not sure is even really that. Um, Maladon is kind of like similar-ish to them. Trey Jones is, you know, more of a defense-first, like spot-up and then 
closeout attack guy, I guess. I don't love Trey Jones, but like, you know, if the value, if he's just like there and basically free, uh, it's fine. Um, Cash, you know, unbelievable shooter, unbelievable pull-up shooter, will be a terrible defensive player, but like very good pick and roll player, you know, fine with him. And, and Dotson, more of an off-ball guard, but like ideally a, a valuable on-ball guard defender who can also like attack closeouts, um, get to the rim at e- like with ease. I think they're all kind of different, like some skew more on the ball, some skew more off the ball, but like pretty interchangeable would just kind of take whoever's there in the mid-second. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple of these guys. I have Malad. The only guys I have Malad on and Nico uh, in my top three. I didn't include any of the guys. Um, Terry, yeah. I think Terry's stock is kind of rising to the point where I'm kind of uncomfortable with it. Is it? I thought like, I think it's you'll falling. See, really, I've seen him like. I mean, you'll I, you'll see some people have him like like there there's some like intel in post that will have him like lottery. Um, I I feel and, like. like I, I kind of think that becoming, I think, more widespread. Like, Well, then, yeah, don't take Tyrell Terry. But right. I think the point is there are so many guards that some of them or one of them at yeah, the I'm, very least yeah, and I got is going to be available very late. That's the one you should take unless you're taking Malachi or you should take high. Yeah. All right, so what are we on, 20... 22nd now? Two? Your 22nd yeah. was Denny? Yeah, that was Denny for me. Okay, what do you have, 23rd? 23rd, I have Tyshawn UDFA. Okay, I've got that a bit lower in another like I like I started cheating at twenty two because this got weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got, it got, I mean, this got bad quickly. Like, yeah, this is where it got really bad. Where yeah, it's like, okay, I would say I, after after Hinton for me, um, I was like, yeah, this is bad. After whichever guard falls, I did not really want to do any of these that yeah. badly. Yeah, I I, th- I think there's definitely a drop off. I mean, okay, I, so talk Tyshawn. Yeah, I mean Tyshawn Alexander Creighton guard. Um, like is like a six foot, what, like six, four off guard, but like has some like really special lateral movement capability. Like really like just, just absolutely gets into guys is, you know, kind of unbelievable moving around screens and mirroring on the ball and has some good team D moments and is a pretty dang good shooter as well. Like with some, with some passing, you know, not a creator, not a finisher, you know, has problems just being like a, skinny 6-4 off guard but like with some real special skills like if he's a guy you can get on a two-way like he's a guy i would take like comfortably in the mid-second um so if you can get him on a two-way that's just you know exactly what you want to do and uh like a really easy pathway to see you know oh here's this guy who we got in the two-way who's magically a a rotation player for us late in the season like just a guy who finds his role playing defense and, and you know hitting spot ups maybe some off movement stuff passing off of closeouts and he's just a really good player and you know so just someone who just should way outperform his, his current value as like a late second to undrafted type prospect yeah i'm with you i've got him a little lower because i think that he's more like nba player than definite rotation player uh a big uh thing from our, our pal zach milner has been that Tyshawn is maybe getting a little either overrated or misconstrued as a defender that he's more of a chasing off screens guy than a point of attack guy. Like he actually does concede a fair amount of dribble penetration. Like I wouldn't say he's bad at the point of attack, but like his specialty is chasing off screens. Yeah. Um, And maybe that's increasingly becoming a like relevant archetype, but um, yeah, it's, it's niche. Um, 
So I, I, I like Tyshawn. I've got for that reason, I've got him grouped with some other guys later. But yeah, I would take him in the mid second also. Like I think he's gonna be an NBA player. He's he's pretty good. Yeah. Um so at twenty-three, I have Wiseman top three. Um don't love it. I actually obviously. didn't have him at all in my top thirty. Yeah, I think that's fair, but at this point, it's just like not anything that I really want to do. And like that's why the argument for Wiseman top three is that like I think he'll be a pretty good regular season player. Like he'll he will soak up minutes and I think be like a somewhat of a positive on both ends. Um like he's probably gonna be a solid enough rim protector on account of like he's made he's made strides reining himself in as a decision maker. He's he was not as uh jumpy in the three games at Memphis and definitely and definitely in that hoop summit game. Like that hoop summit game he looked like an unbelievable rim protector. Um, but yeah, gotten less jumpy as, as a rim protector. Um, I think that once the pick and roll coverages are simplified for him, he will probably make strides pretty quickly. Uh, like we saw a lot of confusion in those three games about what he should be doing. Saw some really weird, like, is he hedging this? Is this like a soft coverage? Is he in a full on drop? Like we don't really know. He clearly doesn't know. Um, I think once he's just playing a drop all the time, it'll be better. Definitely needs to develop feel in the drop, where to position himself, when to recover. Um, but he's enormous. Like he should deter lobs pretty well. Um, I think like he will be a pretty good role man, even with uh, like kind of weird hands and being a load leaper. Uh, I think he'll be a pretty good role man just on the count. He's huge. He is a much more willing screener than the other non Onyeka freshman bigs. Uh, and just a much better screener. Uh, he has that that early offense duck in ability, uh, and it's really just like you know he gets a seal and then it's a dunk because he's so much larger than everyone else. And that's like will still be the case in the NBA. Uh, will be a useful transition player. Like I just think that this is a guy who's going to be solid. Um, yeah, I mean absolutely. I mean I think he's definitely solid. Just I, I don't think the value is there in the top three. I mean I I, I know you don't either. No, I don't. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, there's other plays I'd prefer, you know, lower level guys. Um, I mean, I I just don't like Wiseman top three for obvious reasons, but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be a solid starting center Um, question if he can really do it in the playoffs or in higher leverage minutes, which is very important towards the top of the draft, but for sure. But I think that as a guy who's like a floor raiser and also this is going to come into play with a few of these guys late for me. Um, trade value, like he should probably maintain it pretty well. Like he'll be yeah. pretty, pre- he'll be pretty productive and like a solid regular season team on a team that's not going to play in the playoffs most likely. So, um, yeah, I think like he'll be a fine player. Uh, and we're at a point where these are not guys I feel like they're fine NBA players. So at that point, it's like, yeah, you might be wildly overpaying to get that fine player, but. You know, at the end of the day, a, a like solid, mildly overpaid NBA player who has solid trade value is probably a better bet than a non-NBA player, even if you get the non-NBA player for free. Uh, that's kind of where it's going to come into play for these last few guys for me, because at this point, like, I think we've kind of run out of confident NBA player bets. Yeah, I, mean, I have a couple more of these fringy guys like here, like t- twenty four. I have Maladon late first, like we talked about Maladon. Yeah, so the, and that's the thing because I because I 
cheated, but also like kind yeah, of screwed and, like, myself by like, grouping these like, guys. Like thirty, I have Nico. It's like I'll, I'll just get those yeah. guys in the way. Like I mean, I don't. I mean, I agree with what you said. Like just, just, just both solid guards. Like pretty comfortably see fitting into NBA roles. Like as you know, off guard, different off guards, but I think both functionally. I mean, obviously not primaries, not secondaries either. Um, maybe a little more secondary upside with Maladon, just because he is so young and was good in the Euroleague, but you know has a lot of problems. And I, I think Nico in some ways has that also. Like, I think Nico is at like attacking against the tilted defense. Like, I, I think that he's like quite a smart passer and pretty functional. And like has a good runner game. Like I, I, the finishing, yeah, is always going to be really, really bad with him. But like I, I think that he was made to look a lot worse by having crazy on oh, yeah. load. Yeah, I mean, he um, certainly was in a terrible situation. Yeah, I, I think he actually does have some like pretty real secondary equity. Honestly, maybe even more than Maladon. Yeah. But I'm, um, I'm lower on it. I just don't buy like the finishing early. Don't buy. I just don't buy the creation really to the necessary degree. But I mean, I get why you why you think he does like. So yeah, those two cards. So what are we on now? Well, I Wiseman was my twenty third. What was your twenty third? Twenty third. That that was Tyshawn. Okay. Uh, Malinon was twenty four. So we kind of skipped around a little bit, but all right. Twenty four. I had Hinton forty five plus. Uh, twenty five. What did you have? I had Halley four to ten. Okay. I had Ob top five. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be soon for me. Um. So Halley four to ten. I would not do it. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, but kind of similar idea to Denny that like he could be a ceiling raiser as a fourth or fifth starter. Um, he is a guy I worry about more late game that like maybe he's someone who can really be picked on that he'll kind of be ignored offensively and uh, really like targeted defensively in, a, in an effective manner. And that concerns me. Um, but I think he can be a ceiling raiser. I think that like if you put him on Phoenix, he would. Yeah, I was gonna you know, say that he like, would elevate their. Ceiling. I wouldn't like, like I mean, I don't like Halliburton that high, but like if if Phoenix takes him at ten, I get it. Like, I mean, I, Washington, he would elevate Washington. Yeah. He would. I think he, depending on how you want to play as Atlanta, he could elevate you. Like he can do it. It's just not going to be that significant. Yeah. Um, there are teams that it would make sense for him very high, uh, or not very high, but like almost that high, maybe. Um, but yeah, like there are a few spots where like, yeah, if you squint, like he can, he can, he can raise your ceiling a solid amount, even if he himself is not that spectacular. Uh, you know, we don't see the creation equity with him. I don't think it's really a good usage of assets, but like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, like, and then I, I had OB top five again. I, I, I would not do it myself. I uh, would not be happy with OB top five, but I would prefer him to Wiseman personally, just because, uh, yes, the, the defense is going to be horrific. Um, I think probably a little higher in it, on it than you, but like, I, I don't think I'm very high at all on, on Obi's defense. Like, yeah, I definitely prefer Wiseman. Yeah, I prefer Obi just in general. Like, there, there's a world in which, like, there are situations, I think, in which Wiseman could actually play late in games like if yeah. you're not if you're not playing against a crazy pull-up threat like wiseman might be workable like obi i don't think there's any scenario I mean, I which he can... there's like a context where he's good enough offensively um to where it's worth so i mean i think that's like a, a 99th percent a 90th plus percentile outcome or, or or if he's playing against a team that is closing sure. with a total non-shooter sure like, exactly yeah 
Oh, or, I mean, I, I think there are scenarios. Uh, I don't think either Wiseman or him like really are going to be like guys you want to throw out in high leverage situations. No. Um, you know, for different reasons. Um, I mean, Obi brings so much more on offense, and I think though I'm not like a huge believer in the ceiling like some are. I do think the offense is going to be really, like has a chance to be really, really good for a big man. Not that you know, not like the Cat Jokic special offensive big man that you really need to justify someone that bad at defense that high. But I mean, I think that the ceiling for him is really, really good, and on on a good team, you know, in the top five could could really get a lot out of that offense. Again, like not something I would want to do at all. But at this point, it's kind of bleak, and I think just for like a really, really high level offensive big man at this point, like him in the top five in like the right situation, um, like I guess like it, I, I would understand it if the situation is right. But like again, like not something I'm enthusiastic about by any means. Yeah, Obi top five is twenty seven. For me so i have one more thing in between this but um yeah i think that as i think that comparing him to wiseman is kind of instructive i think that wiseman doesn't compromise you from a team building standpoint the way obi does like obi you have to find a very very specific compliment and those guys like don't really exist um it's maybe christoph porzingis like <laughs> that is the obi Toppin compliment uh anthony davis i guess like they're really there are not that many of these guys um so yeah, I think compromises you enough from a team building standpoint that I really wouldn't want to do it. Whereas Wiseman, I don't think really compromises you. He's just like you know doesn't, doesn't really elevate. I think yeah, like I doesn't quite elevate you on one end in the same way. And oh, yeah. and um, yeah, I get like, preferring one over the other. I mean yeah, and can't can't play late games either. Yeah, I think there are more scenarios where Wiseman is going to be a closing guy if you're not playing against like a nuclear uh, pull up shooter. And if you if you're really like a, a very good deep drop team like Milwaukee and you have like guys who can really get over screens. Maybe there are more scenarios where you can play Wiseman late. Um, like I, obviously the short area quickness is not going to like, it's going to always be a problem. Like his hips will never be good enough. Um, and he's just like, won't add that much value on offense or, or like, won't be a, like a, a special rim protector. But like, I think he could conceivably be pretty good and like able yeah. to play if, if, if surrounded the right way, like maybe, maybe can play late more than we think he can. Um, so I think compromises you less, have more opportunity to play. Yeah. And then I think Obi the counter that I mean yes Obi compromises you more and you know in less situations can he close but I think if you find that situation he's just more effective and gives adds more value definitely yeah I think that's a I prefer him that's a very fair take I think that it's unrealistic to envision a scenario where you could enable that but I think that's a fair take that yeah in the perfect scenario he can elevate you more um, yeah I'm I'm a little skeptical of the top end offensive impact from him as a purely complimentary guy. But I think that, like, you know, he could be the best complimentary big man in the entire league offensively. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just really, really low on him defensively. Like, really, really low. Uh, yeah, we've we've discussed that in the past a lot. Uh, he, I think, is a scheme-breaking defender uh, and won't be able to play late. Um, but, yeah, like, at a certain point, uh could be a, a very yeah. valuable offensive player and someone worth gambling on when you're out of like nba bets yeah all right so, um, so oh that was my 27th uh so my 26th is what i'm up to what are you up to uh 26 as well okay so i have Jaden late first at 26 i had Jaden late first at 28 okay um yeah so like we were talking about earlier with the three and rim protection forwards uh pat will's the best i think Jaden is a little bit better than Woodard and Tyler Bay 
Uh, are there any other ones in that range? So those uh, were the two that had like Jalen. Yeah, like Jalen Smith. Um, yeah, I think that Jaden is just better than those guys uh, to the point where he's one that I would actually pay for. Uh, I think he's like on my normal board is like the last guy I would feel comfortable taking in the first. Um, he's, I think he's 26 actually on my, on my normal 25th. Uh, yeah. He's like the last guy I would really feel comfortable taking in the first, um, like his interior team defense, uh, you know, doesn't have the physicality and strength of Pat will, but has length and has, I think pretty solid instincts there though. TBD because his awareness in high school was catastrophic and looked much better in Washington's zone. Uh, but that's definitely a lot more scripted uh, and easier to understand. Um, offensively, I think I'm a little bit higher on him than most. Like people get so down on him as a because they think of him as like a creator prospect, but he's not. And it seems like finally we backed off of the crazy Jaden McDaniel's number one overall stuff. Um, but I think that he's like kind I'm of interesting. The longest as a, draft ever. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of interesting as a like complimentary wing forward that like, I think he'll shoot spot ups and he can cover ground like really easily with his size, just like his strides can be pretty huge. And then that he does have that like, like weirdly effective handle. He has like legit shake with his handle. Um, maybe that like isn't worth anything to him except maybe in transition. Like he should obviously never be doing anything that resembles creation. It will end terribly. He will, you know, get bullied and will take awful shots and will just make the worst possible decisions. Um, but as a purely complimentary guy, like just a spot up closeout attack guy, I like him a decent amount. Um, so yeah, three and rim protection. Think he's a little bit better than the alternatives to the point that I would pay for him. Yeah, I have um, Jaden twenty eight. I like him less than you. I have Woodard and Bay both ahead of him in this exercise, but only because I think like you can get them later. Um, I don't know that you can. I think you can. I mean, like from like the, the in like the scene, like it seems like Woodard is kind of going like around mid second. I've seen Bay. Everywhere. Is he? He's like, he's yeah. top thirty on the ESPN best available, and I I think that's like supposed to be their board their board. Yeah, but I mean that hasn't been updated in a while. I think okay. Like and I think Bay like seems like like like, like I saw a mock today with him at fifty from like a fairly reputable site. I've and, seen him. And, in, like, I've seen him with him like late first, early second. So I just had to yeah for him. Um, I think of like all of these guys is pretty comparable. I think Jaden's the best as well. Um, yeah, I think Jaden's better than Tyler Bay and Woodard as well. But Woodard just being the one that I think you can get the latest. I had him twenty sixth, um, just because I mean, like, 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 yeah, Woodard is like a you know a load leaper, but you know definitely some explosion and some as some potential as as a rim protector on defense. And then there's just again three in rim protection. I think he has some passing as well. He um, does, yeah. Definitely, definitely the most playmaking out of best decision making. I think most passing out of the three. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then Bay is my least favorite of the three. Um, but I, again, I think you can get him later than Jaden is what it seems. I mean, I might be wrong in my evaluation of that, and if I am, so I'd switch this. Yeah, I'd like to add that I was thinking of these guys as they're all going to cost you a late first, in which case I strongly prefer Jaden. But if Woodard is going to cost you a mid second, you probably. Eh, I I think I think Jaden is better enough as a prospect that I would probably still rather take him in the first, but the gap would be a lot smaller, but yeah. the, my, my Woodard, uh, Bay, uh, yeah, that's fair. Jaden thing is based on them all costing a late first, yeah, in which okay. case I prefer Jaden. Yeah, I would have Jaden first as well in that case. I mean, I think he's the best of those guys, even if not by as significant a margin as you do. But yeah. I mean, Bay, you know, really has some really awesome interior team D moments, rim protection, 
steals, really strong and explosive, just lots of pretty inconsistent struggles on the perimeter. And then I just don't like his offense at all. I just don't know what he does. Like, I think the movement spot- three, it's, that's it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. I think the spot up can be fine. Like, I don't know. He's he, has, he has some role man equity. I don't know. He's just small. Like, he's, yeah, but he's really vertically explosive. Yeah. I, I just would, I'm skeptical of the team actually using him that way. I don't know. I think we're seeing it more that like wing forwards are used as role man. Derek, Derek Jones Jr. gets used as a role man a fair amount. We see Jalen Brown do it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Iggy, uh, you know, we yeah. see it. I, um, uh, what's his face? Robertson does it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm skeptical. Like, but yeah, like, I, I, I think we could see it. Um, yeah. but I mean, I agree with you. I, th- I like Jaden more than these guys and yeah. I, Bay is like erratic and weird and like has a yeah. weird reputation as a team defender that like, yes, his high points are, are the like, highest of these guys. are like class best. <laughs> like, like his, some of his recognition, mobility and vertical combinations are just, nuts. The consistency is just really, he bad. misses so many rotations. Like, yeah, he's he's just he's in the erratic group with Paul Reed and like Janae and even if he's I think you know be, the, the highs are higher for Bay. Oh yeah, much Bay is much better, but like much much higher. Yeah, and and I like even like with his weird offensive game, I like what he offers a lot more than like Reed. Where like I yeah. I, I think that Bay could could actually shoot um uh, enough, and and I think the Rollman stuff is there with him. Um. But yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, he didn't make my top thirty as a play. Like, I, yeah, I think he's probably going to cost you. If he costs you a first, I don't really want him. Oh sure, yeah. All right. So what next? We kind of jumped around there. Yeah. Um, so I had Ob top five twenty seven. What was your twenty seventh? Twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight was Woodard Bay Jaden. Okay. So. so, what are you? Twenty eight. What are you up to? Twenty nine. The only guy we haven't talked about for me is twenty nine. I have Najee Marshall forty five plus. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Okay, so yeah, twenty eight. I have UDFA wing. Um, I'm not particular about them, but I have, and this these are guys that, like range from two to fours basically. So just UDFA wing, Tyshawn, Jalen Harris, Najee Marshall, Sam Merrill, Trace Tinkle, uh, Mason Jones, Justinian Jessup, Christian Doolittle, and Trent Forrest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, you could talk specifically about Najee because I like don't really care between these guys. I just like will take whichever one would sign with me as a UDFA. Yeah. I mean, Najee's my favorite of of those guys you mentioned, but I mean, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I like Najee quite a bit as like an upside bet. Um, just like a, a six foot seven Xavier, really impressive slasher. Like the footwork, the burst attacking off the catch, it's really really good. 
Um, some explosions as a finisher, the length. And then as a passer, he has some really impressive moments too. You know, live dribble functionality, skips, pocket passes. Um, just just the shot is, is a big issue. I mean, he's one of like the, the if, he, if you can get him to shoot guys, he'd be really potent as like an off-ball attacker, I think. And then defensively, like really great trailing around screens, some 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 solid team D moments. Even if he's inconsistent, there tends to lapse. But you know, the, the another one of these like off-screen guys. But unlike Tyshawn, he's like six foot seven. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's a guy who I like quite a bit. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if I'm getting him as a UDFA, I mean, I might have have it a little bit higher than this. Like, but yeah, I mean, certainly like forty-five plus UDFA. The type of guy you want to spend a mid late second or a two way on just wing rotation player potentially on a rookie deal like that's valuable. Yeah, that's kind of why I grouped them because I don't know which ones are going to go undrafted, but some of them definitely will. Um, then the order in which I listed them is the order I prefer them. Um, so yeah, Tyshawn we talked about Jalen Harris. I talked about last week that uh, was not giving him enough credit on the defensive end, and like he's a pretty interesting shooting prospect. Yeah, he's a pretty Had- complete scorer. I mean. Yeah, I, I've always kind of been lower on him as a vertical athlete. Um, I Like, I know people like him there, but I've, I've kind of not really seen it. But, like, yeah, he's a, like, pretty good self-creator. I don't love him as a decision-maker. He's got some versatile shooting while being, like, a not-terrible defensive prospect at 6'5". Like, yeah, that's that's something. Uh, I would definitely take – like, he's – I don't know if he's going to get drafted. You feel like he, he might, but also might not. And – I would take whichever whichever these guys goes undrafted. Then I have Naji, who yeah, I agree with. Um, really interesting slasher, like great footwork off the catch, uh, skilled finisher uh, with like I think pretty diverse, crafty finishes, uh, and just like great length. Um, interesting as a defender, yeah, definitely has some like multi positional blanketing guys moments. Um, yeah, like he's pretty pretty interesting if you can get him to shoot. Uh, Sam Merrill, I do think is kind of made like one of the better bets as if you're looking for the that sort of off guard with plus role passing um and like really is pretty underrated defensive prospect like he was not bad at utah state like he can he can avoid and fight over screens like he's a smart and active team defender like obviously has athletic limitations but like i think he'll be a fine defensive player while being a very good shooter with um with like plus ball skills and passing for the role um i think like definitely someone worthwhile as a udfa like if if he can like improve athletically like five to ten percent he's like an nba guy uh he's really slow but if he could just get a little less slow i feel pretty comfortable with him as an nba guy um trace tinkle kind of kind of similar uh he's just large and can shoot oh he's very old but he's large and can shoot yeah uh Mason Jones, we've talked about Mason Jones so much. Uh, he's weird, interesting, has some space creation ability, has his weird finishing, uh, can probably shoot. Odd player would take him as a UDFA for sure. Justinian Jessup, kind of an old favorite, uh, six yes, six Jessup. wing. He can shoot. Uh, has some like some creation ability. Like can space create a little bit, can pass a little bit. Um, so like yeah, just like. Has probably not plus for the role, but like has some ability to like definitely. I think he could at- attack a closeout and shoot a floater, or kick out off like a closeout attack. Um, do little weirdo, maybe a good shooter, not really sure. <laughs> um, 
Never shoot We're, spot ups. Never shoot spot ups, but great off the dribble shooter. Uh, like the best six eight plus off dribble shooter in the country, actually. Yeah, like has some okay passing moments, but like I think they're usually pretty scripted action. Defensively, very stiff, but like not bad. Uh, I don't know if he's like an NBA wing. He's maybe like a four. He's not that good, but like he can maybe shoot and is six eight. Uh, I don't know. I would take him as a UDFA. Uh, like he's, I'm, I'm not inspired by him, but he's fine. Uh, Trent Forrest, like with, I guess a college point guard, but like, again, pretty large. Uh, if great, you can teach great defender, I mean, yeah, great defender, great runner. If you can teach him to shoot, he'll be a valuable, like two ish guy. Um, but yeah, any of those guys as a UDFA, I feel like they're, they're pretty like, I, yeah. I mean, I have preferences between them, but not like that yeah. strong. All right. Is there anybody else you have? Um, at all on my on my best plays. Yes. So yeah, I have two more two more things. One is a multi. It's <laughs> another multi-person one, and one is just one guy. Because I got to twenty nine, and I was like, all right, am I just gonna leave this as twenty nine plays that I think are worthwhile, or can I find one more? And I found one more. Um, so twenty ninth, I have late stash. So I'm thinking this is like last ten picks of the draft. Uh, one of Rokas Jokobaitis, Georgios Kalitsakis, Arturs Kouroukes, or Alexa Radinov. No Borisa, uh, no Simonich. Yeah, uh, I, like you could throw him in there. He's probably never going to be an NBA guy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't. Know. What? N- never mind. Well, I mean, Simonich, like he can't move at all and I, refuses he, to he shoot. He could be a really good big. I mean, I know he doesn't shoot, but he. I, I think he could be a really good big. Yeah, he's a great shooter. He just has zero willingness to ever shoot. Yeah, I, yeah. I would take just the chance of that over a guy. I don't know, like, like I really don't like Radinov very much. Okay. Like, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Um, but yeah, these guys, all guys, I would stash. Would definitely spend the yeah, I mean, last ten picks of the draft or something like that on stashing them. Rokas is a as a really nice backup point guard prospect. Uh Kuruks is like a combo guard who's a really good shooter. And Kalitsakis and Radinov as as like wingy types with some slashing ability. And if they if they can shoot, they're maybe like real NBA bets. Um and then finally, finally, Ben, at number 30, I have uh, podcast favorite Nick Zaji, Zeke Naji, uh in the early second. I was really, really searching for something. I was here. ready for you to say something really dumb, and I was gonna. Yeah, I was searching for something oh, it was here. My computer, it's like Paul it... UDFA. Oh God. Um, no, but but Zeke Naji, um, compared to the other big men, like I guess I would rather have Zeke Naji. Like he's really soft, um, but he can move at a very impressive level. Um, He's not quite quick twitch enough for me. Like, there's some reaction time delay there that's annoying with him as a mover. But, like, he is a really good mover. Uh, Like, has legit big man size. I buy him as a shooter. Um, I think he could be, yeah, like, big men who can move like Zeke Naji and shoot at a respectable level are kind of rare commodities. I would be happy to spend a late second or early second on him, especially compared to the other big man option. Like, there's not really, like, a mobile shooting big option be besides like tilly who might never be able to play yeah i don't love naji but like i get taking him early second i mean if you need a big he certainly provides a more interesting option than a lot of the the big men projection in that range you know the two the carries of the world like 
certainly a more interesting option in terms of you know actually yeah. having having like a pretty difficult to find NBA role. Uh, even if you know he's the value is limited because of other things, but you know the, the movement plus plus shooting, you know, not movement shooting, but <laughs> and shooting is pretty valuable. That would be nice if Zeke Naji had movement shooting. He would be a pretty interesting prospect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, nonetheless, he's like okay. Yeah, but... can play the if X prospect had X skill game. Where would you have him game? <laughs> At what point did you like really hit a wall with this and be like, I don't want to do any of these things? Um, I yeah, I told you it was kind of like after Denny, which was twenty two. I, I I'm pretty sure I even texted you. I'm like, this is rough. Like, yeah, you did. You said it was bleak. I think. Yeah, um, I'm like this is bleak. I'm like this is not fun. Like, I mean, I didn't even think to like combined guys it would be even worse if i did that <laughs> but like yeah i mean that just shows like like uh, like another you know I, I, every time we do one of these like ceiling board meeting board and it, every time we do an exercise like this it, like our, our conclusion is always this draft sucks let's get it over with yeah like i i like the i kind of like the plays through 22 which was my whichever guard falls and then it was just like wow i yeah, like there's some really good ones like at the top and towards the middle but like yeah, that that middle range really does have some good, some really solid plays. Yeah, like, like ten to twenty-five, there's going to be so many steals. Like, in the- yeah, yeah, just like like worthwhile bets. There are a lot of yeah. worthwhile bets in the ten to twenty range. Yeah, but it was it gets bleak fast. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm excited to you know, God willing, do this for future drafts and see where this kind of kind of stacks up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not great. Yeah, it, it, the one thing that I think is pretty striking is. I mean, how many second round guys did we have? Like, there are not guys I feel passionately about in the second round. Like, no, after like like fifty, I like I just like tear it because I think there's just like not that many guys at all. Like, no, but like, but like, which guys that are realistically going in the second are you like gonna fight for? I feel like there's almost no one. Like Nate Hinton, I really like Nate Hinton. I'll fight for Tilly. Like, yes, yeah, okay, Nate Hinton, Tilly, um. um... Like I mean, there's I, I mean, depends on the month. Like like if like early second, like Bane. Mal- sure, sure, yeah. No, but I, like I mean, mid, guys, second. I mean, Bomaro, you see in mid second sometimes. I, but I mean, guys who are like distinctly second round picks, like Killian yeah. Tilly will go in the second. Uh, Nate Hinton will go in the second. Like yeah, like so not Isaiah Joe. Yeah, not I mean, so, yeah, it's pretty much just like Hinton and Tilly, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I mean, like I'm kind of quietly getting on like the I will fight for Najee Marshall train, like. Least, yeah, but, but like even then, like I have issues. Like I don't like him nearly as much as Tilly or like. Yeah, it's it's it like I like that undrafted free agent wing group that I came up with. Like, like I, there's a lot of guys I like, like prospects I like, like like like, like I like guys like uh, I don't know like like Cassius I like like Indoy I like like Rokas like but I'm I'm not gonna like fight for them like. Yeah, it just it gets bleak after those like 24 25 guys that I would take in the first. It's pretty bleak. Um yeah. and granted like in real life some of these guys that we're not confident in are going to go in the first. Sadiq Bay is going to go in the first. Aaron Neesmith is going to go in the first. Uh you know, Jemaya Precious Precious Achua. Oh man. All right, don't 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 agitate me for no reason. <laughs> Jemais and Cassius Stanley might go in the first max. <sighs> Uh yeah, Cassius is like less offensive to me than Jemias Ramsey. Yeah, at least he's, he's not. Like, he's not good. <laughs> he like doesn't do anything. His games are like the easiest watches because he doesn't do anything ever. Yeah, he um, do things. Like yeah, he's just, like as athletic as I don't think like 
like on like an xy graph of like athleticism and like does things he's like all the way at the bottom left yeah it's really weird yeah because like he he just like exists and doesn't really do anything and yeah like every once in a while have a crazy transition dunk or like a crazy uh baseline out of bounds dunk like like, he has some awesome dunks but just like on a game like on a play-by-play basis he does so little he's just like probably to me like the most consistently invisible prospect yeah he's just like so vanilla which is a problem i mean like well honestly it might be like a good thing for him in the like just being vanilla and his height like might land him in the nba i think probably will land him no it certainly will um yeah he just doesn't do anything he like yeah i guess i like he's more he's less actively bad than other guys well but definitely is like bad too but shall we move on to catch a guy yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, you only have one guy to talk about, right? Uh, or no. Two. Okay. Two guys. So you want to go first? Well, yeah. So the first one I think is kind of like a real discussion. Um, well, we'll make it relatively quick. It's uh, 2021 Jalen Suggs, a guy who in the past we've both been very high on. On this pass through of watching uh, what is it, Under Armour and some more Minnehaha games, I I've lowered on him. I see what other people are saying. Yeah, as have I. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been low for a decent bit now. Okay. Yeah. So his handle is really bad. Uh, it's like strikingly bad for a guard. Um, he like really frequently just gets his handle picked. Um, or just loses it. Like yeah, or just, yeah, that yeah, like it's really ant like in that. Like he just loses it under no pressure. Yeah, it's it is really weird. Like there there are so many instances of him just losing the ball. Um so yeah, his his handle's really bad. Like the only dribble move he has is an in and out, and he kinda has it with both hands, and it's like fairly compact and okay, but like it, it's the only thing he can do. Um but yeah, like he has no ball control. Um and then you add to that that like I don't know what level of shooter he is. He could be anywhere from like below average to very good. Yeah. I think he's I'm pretty confident in him being at least good. I mean yeah. with like the free throws and the touch consistently. And then yeah, like and he, he takes some crazy exactly. shots. Like some crazy off movement deep pull-ups, and he makes them like takes them confidently I, good and he makes them. I don't I know. watched a mini haha game where he dropped forty one. Yeah, we hit some against like Hopkins. Against Hopkins, yeah. Yeah, that one is yeah. He, he had crazy deep pull-ups in the game. He hits I'm, cr- I'm pretty confident in the shooting. Like I'm I am too, which I'm is why mostly T V D, but like Still, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, that's one of the things I'm excited to see at Gonzaga. But and I like him as a passer. I think that like he really does have some good manipulative moments, like where he can really mess with a weak side defender. Um, he's not amazing, but I do think he's pretty good. I think he is like a really high field player. I like him a lot as a defender. Oh, I uh, love his defense. Like a, for a guard defender, his activity off the ball is so good at that yeah. age. Like he's so good with stunts and positioning. Was, and just, like, like, was it in the Hopkins game where he like? like disrupted like a ball handler and like perfectly timed like a recovery block like i think maybe was. i i don't really remember his his team defense is so good yeah it's really good he can like float around the nail and just muck things up like he's a really good guard defender i think he's a pretty good shooter but tbd on that uh the secondary passing will be nice he can't dribble at all uh great two-foot athlete um like I, I I think kind of similar to Cole in that like small guard who's a great two foot athlete like kind of enables some things as a team defender that you don't usually see. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say with his sort of creation ability is that when he does get to the rim, like he is a crafty finisher and an ambidextrous finisher, but already his lack of length shows up really badly. Like he gets blocked a lot 
Uh, he just doesn't have that. Like he, I think he's got about a neutral wingspan, and he just doesn't have that last little bit of extension. Uh, so I think he's going to be a pretty bad finisher. He also doesn't get like a lot of easy finishes, considering no. how explosive he is. Like I actually kind of. I'm probably decent higher in the finishing than you are, but like, yeah, I think he's a really good, like tough finisher, but he just doesn't get easy finishes. Like he, he just doesn't get enough easy dunks and layups in the half court. I mean, he gets some, but even then, like he, he, he takes and I mean, frankly, he takes and makes more than you'd want of the contested variety, which, you know, as we talked about last week with PD, about the heuristic is, is pretty important. I'm talking about lead guards. being able to consistently get those, those easy buckets in the half court. Yeah, so Jalen Suggs, end of the day, I don't know where you're at with him. I'm like late lottery at this point. I think I he's a, like 11, 12-ish. Yeah, I think he's a really, really interesting like secondary, not even secondary creator prospect, but like complimentary guard prospect because his defense is so good and his yeah. shooting might be really good. The, like especially in the w- with how the NBA is trending with bigger creators – yeah. I think that there's a lot like because they're just going to need to be really good defensive players. Also, like Suggs is is really like hopefully the mold of this guy that we're seeing more and more, and I think he's really good at it. But you know, not not a big time creator prospect. I don't think. Do you prefer him or Jaden Springer? I, I I'm going to reserve judgment until I circle back on Springer. I have in the past preferred Suggs, but viewing them through the same like secondary guy prism i'm open to preferring springer i tentatively have springer higher and the like the size stuff with springer is going to come into play and like like springer is likewise a special guard defender prospect like different, probably different but different more of an on-ball guy yeah i um, think they're pretty comparable i mean i, I just think Suggs is that good on the team side uh i guess springer certainly a special on-ball guard defender i just have like a lot of questions about springer's offense yeah, like, so do I. Like probably even maybe even more than Suggs because I don't think his passing is good and I don't think his shooting no. is good. Um, yeah, I tend to like like Springer a little worse. I like like one spot apart. Yes, like also like Springer is like a whole year younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Suggs is super old. Yeah, Suggs. Also. Yeah, um, Suggs. Um, yeah, Suggs is June third, two thousand one, and I know Jaden's two thousand two. Yeah, Jaden's crazy young. Yeah, he's September twenty five, two thousand two. So like he's like a whole like like a whole like quite almost a year younger. Like it's he is very yeah. Very young. I'm not committing to anything on Springer, but I will say almost definitely same tier. Yeah, kind of think of them similarly. Uh, curious to see where the shooting turns out with both of these yeah. guys. Uh, size for Springer. Like if, if he's if he's a wing, I'm a lot more interested. Oh yeah. I mean if Springer's six seven or six eight, that changes the calculus. But at this point I don't I mean I'm not gonna bank on that now. No, we'll we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Right. Um what else did you have? Uh Lamine Janet. I oh, right. started watching him. Yeah, like haven't fully formed my opinion on him, haven't added him to my board yet. Uh but weird player. Um the process with him is almost always terrible uh, and the results are frequently good. Uh, so he has like unbelievably poor footwork and um, like, you know, just does things that are not advisable, like concedes a lot of space to like a, a guy who's driving, but then he would just like, will jump up and totally swat volleyball style, the ball into the stands. Like he is a very impressive athlete. Um, like but on, on both ends, the, like he just goes barreling into people. His footwork on offense is bizarre. 
and like not good. Like it, it gets he he has these post possessions where like his footwork is a mess, but like he's working really quickly and people can't really like move as quickly as he can. And then he's long and kind of just the ball ends up in the basket. Uh, he's uh, entertaining and chaotic. Um, someone that I would probably like at least on very very early viewing invest a two way in. Not sure I draft him, but a real prospect and very very weird. Uh, he tries incredibly hard. Uh, it's like he's he's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I like him. I'd certainly draft him uh, at the ending of the draft. Like like the guys with that level of physical tools, unbelievable motor, you know, some flashes of skill and intelligence. Like he's what you want in like a project kind of wing forward. So I like him. Yeah, I, I you you've seen a lot more of him than I have. How do you feel about his intelligence? Because it seemed like there was some definitely some process delay on on him as a passer. Off uh, defensively, I actually yeah, I thought that, like, I some like of his, the defense. Some, I think the positioning is pretty yeah. inconsistent, but yeah. like, there are some really there are some real flashes. I, I think the tools certainly and the motor cover up a lot of the instincts at this level. Yeah, which is um, concerning. I mean, I um, yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what I think. Um, offensively i don't like it i don't like the passing really the, the yeah. field decision making is kind of bad to me <laughs> kind of kind bad. of bad yeah pretty that bad. that's very generous uh yeah i mean he's pretty good i mean again like the type of guy i'd like to use a two-way on and get in my like g-league system to, to hopefully develop and see what he turns into yeah he's a real prospect that's like i, I feel like that's a fair way of saying it like yeah. he's a real like forwardy wing prospect yeah. i'm okay. not like I'm not positive Paul Reed is a better prospect than him by any means. Like, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, he's like a lot of chaotic energy. Uh, in college, it was like f- kind of frequently uh, channeled into good results. But yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, go ahead with your guys. So uh, again, pass through some 2021 returners. Quickly wanted to mention, still don't think Trace Jackson Davis is good. Keep on giving him chances and keep on getting hurt. So um, <laughs> I, I love it. I, love I, it. I, 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 I will never understand it. I mean, I, I, I we did this on an old episode. I'm not going to do it again. But like, I, I don't understand the appeal of like an old six foot nine big who can't shoot or dribble or, or pass, and he's inconsistent defensively uh, or do anything with his right right hand. Or, right. Uh, yeah, sure. Elite lefty finisher, no doubt. With yeah, crazy, closure. like has the has yeah. the control. Like some Kobe Clark also some crazy impressive defensive movements. You know, he can move really well, moves really well for his size, and some really impressive quick, you know, quick rim protection stuff. But it's just not good enough for my liking. I mean, I I, I don't see it. Um, then, what do you have him as like a mid second guy? Yeah, just about. Like, I mean, that that that's his range. I, I certainly has some upside, but like, not someone I'm enthused by really. Um, and then a couple guys. Um, I, I I gave Book Knight, James Book Knight, UConn, another pass through. Um, still not crazy enthused by him, but I'm kind of starting to get it a little bit more with him. He's actually, like, he's like pretty big. Um, yeah, he is. Like, which is kind of the thing with him. Like, he lacks he lacks real burst, and the handle also is is really not that great. Um, so like he 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 doesn't really hit the easy ones. When, but he's kind of like when he's asked to create. He, he, he doesn't really – he's not really able to, you know, get easy shots himself. But, like, he's a pretty dang good off-ball player. Like, he's a really good cutter, super explosive when he has even any space to, to, to you know, to leap and explode. The touch is awesome. You know, like another one of these guys that doesn't really get easy shots but makes tough – makes the tough floaters and tough mid-ranges. Um, I'm pretty eh on the shot. 
uh, I think it's fine. There, there's some versatility um, and, and a little bit of volume. The pull up, foot, the footwork on the pull up, especially with the lower body, is not always consistent. I think the shooting will be fine. I like, like I think it'll be a fine enough off guard shooter. And then I think the passing got better. Like especially, I think it's like the East Carolina game you saw quite a bit more good passing. Some like off ball pocket passes, kind of similar to Tyrell Terry, I think, as a passer. Um, that's kind of my comparison for him. I think he can do some passing off the ball, on ball, not sold. And then defensively, I think he actually could be really good. Like, he's really long and really big and, like, can be really disruptive off the ball, like, playing the passing lanes. Um, I don't love him as an on-ball defender just because I don't think he moves the best. He doesn't really navigate screening super well. Don't love his lateral quickness. But he's, again, like, he's really big and long. Um, and I think – I mean, I didn't mention – I think, like, he – once he gets to the rim, I think he can be a really good finisher because the contortion and the balance is really, really good. Vertical explosion when he has time to touch. He, he kind of has like quite a few like weird similar similarities to Tyrell Terry while being very different. Um, and like much better, much bigger with a much yeah. better body. And yeah, obviously much worse shooter. But like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm kind of like, like I get Book Book Knight a little more as like an off guard. Like, like honestly, like to me, he like like he plays more as a wing. Like I wish he was like six six. Because then I think he'd be really interesting. Um, still, like, not even my favorite prospect on UConn. I think that says more about my my, my, my Andre Jackson thing than, than than Book Knight. But I've definitely, like, gone from, yeah, I don't really even think I'd draft Book Knight. So, yeah, I get if you'd like I, – I get him, like, early second, late first. Like, I'm more enthused on Book Knight. And I think there's a chance – you know, he really did improve towards the second half of that freshman season. I think taking on a more creation role. You know, I'm waiting to see with him. But I, I definitely am getting it more with him, I think. Yeah, Book Knight and TJD are two guys that I've like been skeptical of. Yeah. Um, but also guys I need to do final passes yeah. on before the season. Um, yeah, the TJD thing is, has always been weird to me. I know a lot of people really like him. A lot of people whose opinions I trust, like I, yeah. But I, I still have never really heard an argument for it that I bought. Yeah, I it really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um. Like if 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 you do the things that Brandon Clark does while like not being Brandon Clark, you're not very good. Yeah. Um. It's kind of like the, it's the whole Draymond thing. Like if you're if you're if you're aspiring to be Brandon Clark while not like being that being good, Brandon, not being Brandon Clark. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not gonna go well. Um. Like I'm not totally closed off to him. He could you know make strides as a shooter, but like his shot is broken, and he took what like two jumpers this entire year. Yeah, he didn't like he didn't take a three. He's a good like he's a good free throw shooter. Uh, oh, that's right. I always forget this. He's not a he's not a good free throw shooter. And then you all, yeah, he's not even a good free throw shooter. Yeah, I don't get it, man. It's nuts. I don't get it. But I'll give him another chance. Yeah, I mean, I, again, like and like Book Knight, uh, like, like I definitely like Book Knight more. Like, yeah, Book Knight's been weird to me. fun to watch. Like I like 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 he's the highlights and he's he's cool. Yeah, the Book Knight thing with me has always been like he's billed as this crazy athlete and like you said he's like not bursty. Yeah um no that's definitely not why i'm into book night like yeah so i've never thought about him as anything other than like a guard creator but i'll look at him through a different lens and maybe i'll prefer him i was gonna ask you yeah, if you prefer him or andre jackson and you answered that preemptively i like andre jackson better um, i did actually i did watch some andre jackson uh this week he's um, really good i like him yeah he can like kind of pass for a week no he's too. a really like, like he's an ambitious passer like he, will he is yeah some stuff I mean, I think him and Book Knight, like, like, I'll have them in, like, the same, like, late first, early second range. I yeah. get why you'd like both of them. I think, like, like, like you said, viewing Book Knight through, like, a more, like, off-guard, wingy type lens makes him a lot more appealing because he's just not a creator. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like Book Knight a little more. And then I was going to, like, briefly, I, I also watched Joe Wieskamp. 
Um, well, I mean, like, and jo- Joey's camp like just continues to be solid. Like, he, he is so solid and like, so boring. Most solid wing prospects ever. Like, looks like he's a really good shooter. Um, he's a pretty good decision maker. Doesn't have any burst, but like, actually, I like his handle. Like, I think he can actually dribble. Like, like I posted some clips yesterday, but he just like has no burst or explosion. He's like a pretty decent slasher technically. Defensively, like, has some fine moments as both a team and and and. Um, individual defender but is unspectacular at both of those things what level of shooter do you think he is i think he'd be pretty good i mean because he's been very variable over the first two years yeah i tend to lean positive on Wieskamp camp shooting um yeah i mean i like so do I. utility a lot um he gets it off in a variety of ways the, the free throw has always been good on high volume um i think it's pretty good like I, I don't think it's like special or any, like, like, like a lead or anything. I think it's like very good, like good enough for a wing to, you know, to have him as like a like a late, like a early second type of prospect. I, I mean, yeah, I like his shooting. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's like very weird because he's so boring that like the fact that he's a pretty good yeah. player he, might be underrated. So forgettable. Like, but he's, yeah. But like, he's like genuinely a good player. Like yeah, he's like finished well both years. He I I agree with you that he's like a pretty good versatile shooter. He's like fine defensively. Yeah, he's just like a fine wing player. And I think being a good like fine wing player makes you like an NBA guy. Yeah, I think I I don't remember where I tentatively have him. I think like early second. I've got him like early second. I mean I, again like I haven't like messed with my twenty one board in a minute. Like that's gonna be a project for another day. But like he's good. Like. Yeah, I've got him early second. I like. Pre- yeah. I'd probably prefer like a guy like Spencer Jones to him, but yeah, I pre- oh yeah, but I love Spencer Jones. Um, yeah. yeah, I have Spencer Jones super high for next year. Um, really? Yeah, Wees Camp, I think yeah might be underrated on on account of the fact that he's like unspectacular, but he is like pretty good. Yeah, he's yeah he's quite good. I mean, yeah, he's solid. I mean, I, I mean, it's like there's like so many like solid returners next year, like. Yeah, it's but a, like not not like any. Yeah, there are a lot of guys who are solid, um, yeah. which All is right. nice. All right, so I think we've done enough on these returners. We'll certainly talk more about twenty twenty one college players and freshmen in the in the upcoming weeks as as the the draft as you know college basketball in the draft near. I, I think for this episode we're, we're good to call it. True. Um. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Again, you can follow the pod at Prep Number Two Pro Pod on Twitter. Um, follow Max at Max A. Carlin. Follow me at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore. And as always, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time.